Welcome to another episode of Propcast, a property podcast that aims to educate, inspire, and engage property investors. We are your hosts, Dami Shionbala and Bimbala Osaige. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Propcast. It's me, Dami Sionbola, and I'm here with my co-host, Bimbola. Hi, Bim. Hi, how are you doing? How's it going? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm cool. I'm cool. Hey. I'm excited. At the same time, I am yeah, actually I'm excited and a bit anxious at the moment. I was on an online auction earlier today and it's just been crazy. In fact, the last few weeks, I've been on auction at least once a week in the last three weeks and it's just been mad. Like Yeah, flexing your wallet then, eh? I'm, I'm trying to flex my wallet, but clearly <laughs> <laughs> some people have deeper wallets than I do. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, that's that's what has been going on with me in the last few weeks. Awesome, awesome. That's good, that's good. Right, so should we get into today's episode? Let's do. We do have a guest speaker with us. Uh, we do have a guest speaker by the name of Tony Anyodari. How are you doing, Tony? Thank Hello. you for joining us. Hello, doing? thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be on here. Thank you. Welcome, Tony. Really appreciate you being on another episode of Propcast. And uh, we're looking forward to talking to you and getting to know more about you and uh, understanding what it is you do within property. So, cool. Good. I'm excited. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. So, Tony, tell us, um, I don't want to do, ju- well, I would like to do justice to your, to your introduction. So, in order for me to do justice to you, I'd rather let you introduce yourself to our guest. So as you know, um, Damian and I started this um, property podcast called Propcast, and we talk about all things property, interview people that are doing really well in the game, try to motivate newbies as well as people that are already in the business. Um, just sharing some of the strategies that work for us, some of the mistakes that we've had to um, go with mistakes that we've learned along the way, some of our training and so on and so forth. So we're really glad to have you here today. Um, could you want to just tell us a little bit about how you started in property? Like go all the way back, all the way back to history. All the way back. Okay. Yeah. Um, I am starting property. Funny enough, I actually started in property like most people accidentally. I um, started off in property well, at the time, I thought it was accidentally, but um, in retrospect, um, which I'll go into, uh, it was it was all orchestrated by God. Um, I went into property as a means of escape of from the nine to five, wanting more flexibility with my time and being able to be there for my family because I'm a mom and um, my 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 daughter's um um upbringing was priority to me at the time so I wanted some flexibility from my nine to five because I used to work in the city however I am in property full-time so just trying to make you understand where I'm coming from so yeah I um, got into property um, one of those things you move from one property to another you keep you um, hold on hold on to the initial property and then rent it out and then you sort of started off that way and even at that, I still didn't sort of get the fact that I was into property other than the fact that I was making extra money. But it was at the time, I think I was refurbishing our second property. And um, although we, um, it, it was a rundown property, so I've always had a flair for um, rundown and trying to bring things back to life, trying to um, 
revamp things. So obviously our property, second property, I bought a property that needed work done. Went out to refurbish the property, which obviously was um, done. Not only, I, was, I wasn't doing any budget. I was just doing it as to what we like, not necessarily thinking of and the numbers of what we add up to. And I think when we finished, we got um, we got a, an estate agent down and they told us the value of the property and both myself and Toby, Toby's my husband um, and also my business partner. And we literally couldn't close our mouths. We we're surprised as to how we've added value to a property unconsciously. And um, and that was where we sort of thought, okay, we've been looking for an escape out of the nine to five. Possibly this is this is it. We can actually make money doing this. And and that's how we all started and um literally not looked back since then. Um in in, in into into our, um, what we've done. In actually retrospect though, I think whilst I continue doing it, I, I one of those um one in, in recently not recently, actually a few years ago, I went back to the home I grew up in. So that's our, like my, my my childhood home. And I actually went to my room. This is when back when I was a teenager. And I saw all my, so I've always been one of the believers in vision boards. And I actually saw my vision boards and all the things, you know, all the things we would have done as kids. And realized I've always been into buildings. So I had lots of um, pictures of um, of buildings um, that had been done up new build and different things that I already put on. And I actually thought, oh, wow. So this has always been in me. So whilst I thought it was, this is why I said I, I it was accidentally, but really it's always been something that's been in the background. I've just never had time to sort of sit down and think, what do I really want to do? So whilst I thought it was something I just jumped on, it was really something that had been there. So I think it's just a call to pay attention to your inner self and those um, inner dreams there. Mm, that is amazing that that is amazing you know when they i mean i've always believed in vision boards myself and it's always so amazing how sometimes you actually put things on your vision board you sometimes even forget about it and then so many years later or months later you look back and you actually see it um, coming to pass so that's that's a fantastic um story right there yeah yeah it's definitely worked for me i mean ever since that 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 time i've always seen I've realized that every single thing I've put on the vision, but somehow I, it always just comes true. Just because I think it's just a case of them where you, where you, where you bring an opportunity to life. It's all, it's there before you. So you when, when that opportunity comes, you're, you're, you're there to grab it because you've, you've obviously um, um, put it in sight. So lots and lots of opportunities come our way every day. If it's not for us, if it's not something that's within that, that that's within our sort of value system, we just let it slide because it's not really for us. But when it's 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 there and it's something you you're wanting, you you'll grab it straight away because you've always um, looked forward to having that. Mm. Excellent, excellent. Thanks for that. So you mentioned something earlier about the first refurb that you did. By the time you had the re- the valuation, you and your husband literally <laughs> your mouth almost dropped. Your Georgia, yeah. you need to tell us a bit more. So give us some. Give us a bit more, you know, maybe numbers, some specific, just something that, um, yeah, a bit more detail. Yeah, I think it was a property that we, I mean, I think we bought it for three hundred and forty-five, if I remember clearly. Okay. Yeah, I think we remember but this. This is, um, yeah, it's a long time ago now, but three hundred and forty-five thousand, and we we spent about fifty thousand thereabouts, um, on it, and 
to be honest, even though I said it was a rundown property, it was rundown because it was kind of tired looking, but it was nothing, nothing, um, um, not, not, nothing, well, I said nothing structural, but there was some structural stuff because we sort of expanded the kitchen, but there was, there was no external, um, um uh, extensions nothing nothing no, no extra external works it was pretty much revamping the bathrooms updating the walls knocking down a few walls just to make it look um just to make having more an open plan feel we still had this we, this, we, we had a big we, we had a, a a massive kitchen compared to what it was there so sort of things like that and we sort of maybe modernized it but it was pretty much to our spec I think we spent about 50,000, I think I mentioned that just now. But then that was us going for a German kitchen. So I literally did it for her home because the yeah, idea was to make it for ourselves. So it was not um, investment-minded. Um, and at the time the estrogen came, it said, oh, yeah, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I should be able to get this all sold. And it said 500,000. I was like, what? <laughs> 800,000, just like that, within a few months. And I was like, no way. I was, I mean, to be fair, a lot of things would have happened in our favor. Probably the property market had moved a bit, but this is literally, this was within a year of buying the property. So it was not like it was been a long, long time. I think for me, it was just a case of properties where it is. Cause I, I, I mean, truth be told, I had a very fantastic job in the city. So I'm, my salary was quite high, but even at that, I was like, no, if I could do this, Usually, <laughs> without having that much experience in it, and I've always been a very good bargainer, so obviously I I know the build cost wasn't skyrocket. I tried to keep that under control, but I wasn't investment investment minded at all. And I was like, wow, if I did two or three of this a year, come on, brainer, <laughs> right? <laughs> and that was it. That was it. I sold it. Just two or three a year, yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being greedy. I just want to keep 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 it on the low. <laughs> Uh, that's amazing that's amazing that's really cool that's really cool so um in terms of so you you did you got your first taste into it and then um tell us you know your transition from i guess then from kind of being an, an accidental property investor um into leaving corporate life and then transition into property did you did you just kind of wake up one day and you you made that cut or was it kind of a transition where you were doing both and then you eventually transitioned into into property what was that like for you so i'm one of those that i'm between toby and i we always refer i refer to myself as the accelerator and toby is the break i don't stop i just go and the truth is from that valuation i've never stepped my foot into a 95 that was it for me. I don't, I don't do things. <laughs> I don't do things slowly. I just, is in or out. I doesn't really know. So for, I'm, yeah, I've not, I've not. So, so, so you got that valuation and that was it. You handed in, <laughs> you handed in your resignation. That was it. Never went back. Wow. Again. wow. Oh, Talk please. about taking action. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a big action taker and I'm always saying people to, I'm, 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 I'm always, I'm a big believer. I, and I, implore everyone to sort of take actions there's really i don't i don't like to leave room for oh if i'd known or maybe i should or it's it's a case of do it and then leave the regrets for later or if if if, if, if i thought there will be saying that um because i always try to put things in perspective i was i think we were also at the point where my first daughter was about to start school so we've literally we have been searching for that thing that we could do that would not allow me 
um, that would give us flexibility of time. Because like I said, I, had, I did have a good salary and I, I, based on my salary and my husband's, we already had a good lifestyle going. So one thing we knew we didn't want to compromise was the lifestyle we had going. So um, we were mindful of the fact that I wasn't going to, despite wanting that flexibility, we didn't want anything that would impact what, um, the lifestyle we wanted. So we're looking for what to do that would give us flexibility, but still give us money. We, I, didn't, I never thought it was going to be out of the nine to five. I thought maybe flexible working or reducing. I mean, we had thought about different things. So this coming was like a case of what better time can you get this? I mean, how, how else could you possibly um, spend this? So I, mean, I think I obviously I had savings. I still had savings. And so I thought, okay, why not go for a few auctions, buy a few properties. I'd, okay, saying I've also been watching Amazon Daddy Hammer. And that already inspired me. So all of those things put together, I was like, this is a no-brainer. I've already had my own experience of doing this without actually being um, student with my budget. So I know I can do this, being mindful and doing it on a smaller scale and building all up. So we obviously looked at it, called ourselves into, <laughs> into a meeting and realized, actually, we can do this and why not? So I, I never stepped foot, but it was always, it initially it was a six-month plan. Let's go and see what you can do for six months. Um, so I was going to go in and see what I could do for six months. If I, could, if, if I couldn't make it work, I'll go back to the 95. But as soon as it happens, I did make it work, and I'm not, I've not been back since. What, what, a, what, what a motivating factor. Six months, or so you're going back, or six months, and <laughs> you're the rest of your life. Yeah. I like that. So six months has been how many years now? Six months has been, um, I'm trying to think, eight years now, eight years. Oh, wow. <laughs> goals, goals, goals. Yeah. Excellent. So, so in terms of, um, so, um, okay, you've now transitioned and you've made that decision. Um, so did you... Did you focus on a particular strategy, a particular um, area? What was, you know, what what happened over the sort of over these eight, or what's happened over these eight years, and okay. how it developed? Just to, to start, to start off now. So I, I started. We started off from literally buying. Prop, that's all. All I knew at the time, obviously, um, being inspired from the TV show. I um, I bought properties in um, auction refurbish sell and sort of did that sort of that same cycle over and again and i think at we at some point i think about i don't know i can't remember exactly now at some point i just um i had a friend come up to me and say okay i needed your help i want to do the same thing you're doing and the rest of that and um i've seen this property i'm already i'm actually in person of buying what do you think about it and it appears that the property that they brought to me was on the same street as a property I'd sold. So, I mean, I'll give you numbers. I think I'd bought a property for about 100,000, did some work to it. I think it made about 15,000 pounds. So not, not, not massive, not the 100,000 I was looking for. I think, um, and then um, that same, I think the property, prop, that same year I'd bought that property, someone else came. So the, the, my friend that I talk about bought property to me and said, oh, well, this is, um, I'd like to be, um, you to review this property for me. And I looked at the property and it was on the same street I had sold and it was selling for 50,000 more than I had sold my property for. And I was like, what? And I think it was at that point I said, we said, you know what, 
we're not going to be selling our properties off anymore. We're going to be keeping them into a portfolio and bringing them rental income. Because before then, I'd always thought, I, I just didn't understand how people would buy property, refurbish it, and then rent it out just to make 200,000, 200 pounds, 300 pounds, 500 pounds every month. I thought that's, that's going to be quite slow. How, how, how quickly will I get to my goal? But neither did I, I'm, I'm, I'm little did I know that I was the one that was actually not being um, wise. And because obviously it's a case of, is the, is the multiplying um, factor and the multiplying effect. Because 500 pounds on, on one deal, um, 500 pounds on one deal, then and multiply that by five times, six times. And you keep building that portfolio and you do have a, um, a, 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 a cash flow coming in every month, mm-hmm. which, which obviously doesn't need you. But at the time, I didn't know. So I think it was at that point we decided, okay, actually, we're going to be, um, we'll switch strategy. So we, started, we kept on buying, but rather than selling, we kept the properties. Obviously, we did we do something called rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. So obviously, using that same lot of, that same initial fund that we, mm-hmm. in deposit we had, and then the sort of um, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Um, and that, that way we start building our, our portfolio. I mean, fast forward to now, obviously, um, we, it's been a few years now. There's, we've, 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 we've got, a com- um, we obviously had our company set up at the, right at the beginning, but we've got a full fledged company. We've got staff. Um, we did a full, 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 full shebang, the full thing, commercial conversions, new builds, HMOs, service accommodation, clip, literally I've, I've, there's really nothing I've done. We've done, um, um, we've done. Um, so you've done the you've done the regular by family led then service. Accommodation. Oh yeah, so we so we still have our we, we still have our single led portfolio. We have our service accommodation portfolio. We've got our HMO portfolio. We 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 bought and refurbished listed properties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what we've not done. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, obviously we're able to do that now because we've got um we've got a full company, we've got staff, we've got everyone. So it's not it's not just a it's gone from just a single loaner um um, um venture and we, we now have like a full fully established business doing this. That's amazing to hear that. So, so this six months, this six months, let me try it out, has literally become a company, a full-fledged UK registered company with staff. Well done, girl. So, so tell our listeners, um, what type of, um, what, what's the value of your property portfolio now um, that you've been able to build over sort of these eight years, would you say? Do you know, that's one thing everybody asks questions. I never really do that, you know. Um, I know it's definitely millions, but it's, I've never really worked it out. I am okay. I'm that way, um, but it's, the way, it's quite tricky. A lot of people have different ways of sort of looking at it, the portfolio, but then... Uh, I'm I'm sort of on a on a, on a lighter note because I I say more most of these properties are are leveraged in terms of finance so we have mortgages on them so I don't necessarily look at them from the perspective of oh this is my property and it owns them because I know there's a mortgage on it 25 years from now when most of those mortgages are out then yeah maybe we could I could look at it from that perspective but I I prefer to look at it that way just so I know exactly what's earned and what 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 your value is and I I look more from the value of the cash flow it brings in how it's sure. paid staff and the rest of that and then yeah. that, that that sort of sort of helps sort of give us a a, a full if a, a full perspective but yeah it, it, we we have gone from literally nothing to having um quite a few properties within um the portfolio and yeah I'm very thankful for that 
Yeah, and I guess being, I think you're based in the Essex area, right? Yes, we are based in Essex. Yeah, so I guess probably by the time you have two or three properties, you're already venturing in the in the million pound avenue, anyway. So exactly what exactly what, which is why I always thought when people ask us, I'm like, it's it's really it's relative to the area. I mean, yeah. one property in central London is already a million, as it, and yeah. I, I might be cash flowing just a thousand pounds, whereas oh. you've got ten properties in up north, and it's still maybe less than less than five hundred thousand, but cash flowing. Two thousand pounds, so it's all yeah. it's all relative. I it is quite yeah. tricky when I don't like to put figure figure to it. Also, because I don't want people scared of some people. Oh, that's a lot. Or some people yeah. think mm, this doesn't it's not up to my up to scratch for me. So really, everyone's journey is different, and it all depends on what your 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 um, motivation is. What what are you looking for? Some people are yeah. quite happy. I just want to get be able to get my financial free figure of two thousand pounds, and that makes me happy. I don't want to go all the way because. No, not, not many people want to get staff. Not many people want to start. Yeah, I'm looking at oh, having an office. They don't want to do full things. So it's all different for what everyone wants. But as long as you're on your own path, you're enjoying your, your what you're doing. You're you're making money whilst you sleep. Happy days. Happy days. Pijama, pajama entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I've never heard of that term, but that's good. Yeah. Pajama. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. I did a I did a Facebook live um, yesterday. Um, just talking about the same thing, and um, you know, uh, when when you when you start out in property, you really have to figure out what your goal is. Uh, do you want you buying properties for for um, for the equity growth, for the capital growth, or are you buying for cash flow? And the answer to that question will determine possibly where you where you end up, you know, purchasing properties. Yeah. So, because you know if you're if you're looking for cash flow you might need to go further up north um and you know if you're looking for capital growth you probably want to be closer to london so mm-hmm. it really is it's very it, it's something that each person has to look at and exactly. determine what they want um and then decide you know which which way they go so fantastic yeah, it's, it's, it's quite interesting you said so because when we started our journey we um i mean i think the first property I actually bought was in kent actually um and um we said we started moving up north and um, after then we we're moving up um up north because obviously i was looking for properties that i could um, buy for cash and uh, that was where my my, my budget was going to stretch to and did a few down there and realized actually the reason why i was going to do this was because i wanted to be more, have more available for the kids but I found myself getting on a train in King's Cross every time down mm-hmm. and spending the whole day there. And I was like, this defeats the purpose really. Cause yes, I'm making the money, but then I'm not, not, not now available as much as I wanted to. So it's, it doesn't work for me and slowly found my way back. And ever since then just literally been Essex because I've told myself it's always going to have to be one, um, one hour drive from where I live, but that's my own goal. And that's my own plan, but it doesn't mean it would work for everyone. So I think you just yeah. got to find what works for you and stick with it. But before, before I got yeah. to that point, I had to do a few things. So sometimes you may need to um, go out of, go slightly out of your plan just to make it, make it work. So yeah, just be flexible really. I totally agree with that actually, because I think I'm kind of on a similar, I've got a similar mindset as well, where I remember when I, I mean, I've always, invested in london um kent um but then for there was a time that i was thinking seriously about going up north uh, again that's purely on the basis that i have friends that 
invest down there and you know the kind of numbers and returns they're talking about it's like okay you know i could do i could do some up north <laughs> um, opportunities but then every single time i think about it every single time i you know i, I just say to myself look what I, I i don't quite get it in fact i just i just think look the the one thing that i'm trying to get away from is the one thing that exactly what you've described the time i want my time back i don't want to be all over the place i'm very happy to to get a property close to home. If I need to do any work to it, I'm there. You know, I've got the time I can run in and run out and, and so on and so forth. And I know, you know, people invest far from home and they don't even, they don't even necessarily need to see those properties. So I guess it's a, it's a very, very, very personal journey for everyone. Um, and that's one thing I love about properties. It's so personal. You can, it's, you know, when you're in property, a lot of people tend to ask you all these different questions, wanting, uh, you know, wanting the answer, but there is no answer. There's several answers to several questions, several scenarios. So I'm really happy that you, you mentioned that um, as well. Thanks. Thank you. So let us focus now with the time that we have left on what is the strategy that you, you know, what is the number one, if there was one particular property strategy, that you do or you enjoy doing the most or brings you the most income what would it be i mean you mentioned that you've done you do a lot um but there, i know there is one what should i say oh i know you to one particular one <laughs> it might be that that was what you were going doing at the time or that's the main thing that you do so is that the, is that the one particular strategy that um you can talk to us hmm. about I, it's quite tricky to be honest if i if i said um, I mean, there is the one property I I am known for, but there's there's the one property my company Icon Range is known for, but there's yeah. also the one property that Toby's. So we all have sort of our, our, our own spe specialty, but obviously I'm I'm the one here, not not Icon Range, not Toby. So I think for my, I spend my time majorly, I believe, on commercial conversions, and the reason being, that's our big tickets. I think yeah. That's pretty much it. That's our big ticket um, capital um, intensive strategy. Service accommodation is one thing I know that, okay, Icon Range, maybe more of Icon Apartments actually, that will probably be known for. But then that's because, again, that's a big um, turnover for us in terms of, it is quite tricky. I mean, they, they, all, they all bring in money. <laughs> And you pay attention when you anything that's bringing in money, you're obviously going to pay attention. But um, commercial conversion obviously is quite quite capital intensive, so I pay my I pay most of my attention in there. I love to find deals, I love to find properties. So um, I'm the one that's always going to go out there, look for the deals, analyze them. Um, obviously, same same thing, which is why probably, yeah, I think it will be commercial conversions. But then I'm thinking of like my mentees, which obviously I work with directly. I they they're not even doing commercial conversions, so it's really everything. <laughs> but I think I think I'll probably say commercial conversion. Maybe I pay attention more because um a lot of money goes into that, so I need to make sure it doesn't go wrong. It's not really something that um I really involve the staff in majorly in. They they have that more of the project management and um, perspective, but they wouldn't necessarily go and find big big deals and analyzes or go to the planning permission and all those stuff. So that's where my own time is majorly invested in. Right. Is, 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 that, is that the one you were thinking? Was that what you were thinking? Yeah, that's the that's the one that I, I, I had in mind, the commercial okay. conversion. Um, I mean, and I, I totally get it as well. I know Dami is looking a lot into that 
as we speak. Oh, good. <laughs> You've caught yeah. the ball then. Yeah, no, commercial conversions are interesting. I think because you can, you can probably be a bit more certain of what the end value is going to be. And obviously when you're doing your rinse and repeat, you want to make sure that the end value so that, you know, one, you can reclaw your money to pay back any investors you may have had. Um, so it just gives a lot of um, certainties. And, and with that, also, we now have the Boris Johnson announcement, uh, which was done a couple of weeks ago now, where they're looking to make a, a whole raft of changes. So have you, have you looked into those changes yet? And if you have, what are you seeing? Is there anything exciting you? And, you know, is there anything that um, our listeners could benefit from now? Um, yeah, I mean, there's been quite a few, um, um, there's been quite a few um, changes coming, and it's mostly coming up, it's 31st of August, I believe. Um, but uh, most of all of the, the, the there's been, there's, I think there's, whilst that's not exciting me and sort of making me jump, because I feel like there's still been a lot of, of um prior or permitted development that's been a that's been available ever since we've made use of quite a few we've had to, we've converted Barclays bank we've converted lloyd's bank and all using um, permitted development we've used it for um shops we've mm-hmm. used it for offices um so i mean these are all commercial businesses that we've converted in the past few years and all using all of these relaxed um permitted development rules so i mean whilst there, there's been a few more added um I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Whilst everyone is getting excited, there's still a lot that could have been done before now. I know offices have been like the biggest ticket everyone has been looking at, but we've obviously gone out and done. I, I always say that a deal. Once a deal works with the numbers, it works. It doesn't matter wh- how, what what permitted development rules. I've I've converted buildings that are listed listed um, listed buildings under permitted development, I and mean, a lot of people would run away from that and say, oh, no, no, it's not possible. But it's just a case of looking closely and thinking what exactly is the law and what, what, what do I need to look out for? And yes, the game, the, um, the, um, the, um, the Prime Minister has said, um, build, 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 which is great, but it's actually happened at a time when we have a lot more investors looking out for properties because there seems to be a few a, a bit of cash going around and everyone is now wanting to do this because there's, no, there's, there's less... There's less um, trust and belief in, in, in getting jobs now because everybody's realizing um, I've had so much faith in my nine to five, but obviously now this has happened and um, the pandemic, a lot of companies are struggling and more people are not looking into, oh, how can I make income for myself without relying on the job? And so you have more people looking to invest now. And it's come at a time when everyone is now thinking, I'm going to maximize that. Property prices, quite the opposite of what people were thinking, are on the rise. It's, it's much more expensive than, than, um, than a lot of people thought it would have been at this, at this particular time. Um, banks are, are, are lending less than they used to. They, it's the, the crime funding criteria has sort of gone up. So whilst the, those relaxed rules have come in, there's been other, there's been other, other problems. But my, my major um, thing, which is what I, I say to all my mentees is, there is no problem that cannot be surmounted. There's no, no issue you cannot necessarily overcome. With all of these issues, you can obviously overcome. Banks need to borrow to make 
like um, and, and meet that that's that's given so when i say to people oh the bank won't borrow but have you tried to look for a way to circumvent to, to, to overcome that problem because the truth is the banks want to borrow you money because if they don't borrow you money they don't make money so they need you they need us to actually um grow so we we, we once you understand that it's a case of how do we work together with you bank to get this development going and that's been my, my mindset and it's always, it's always worked for us. Yeah. I particularly didn't see what the, I mean, I, I remember when the announcement came out and I, I read it, I looked at it, I read it again. And I remember a couple of people sent it to me and said, this is great news, right? And, I'm, and I read, I'm like, I don't quite see what's different. <laughs> when I yeah. saw that, I just couldn't really pick out anything that was particularly different. And I'm, I'm still kind of waiting, maybe there's something else. Yeah. yeah. There's been, there's been a few adjustments. You can obviously build um, build um, additional stories on certain um, certain blocks, but then again, there's restricted it to certain blocks um, that you can. I think you can extend certain buildings, but they actually have been built before 1990. So you already you have certain restrictions. I think the most the most um, flexible I've seen is within the commercial sector. There's like a free flow between the commercial. Um, in, in commercial buildings now, so you, um, you know where you've had A1, A2, A3, yeah. the different classes yeah. of use, there's more of a free flow between all of those classes of use. But then again, that's only beneficial if you're looking for another commercial use, right. um, which, which we've got a few commercial buildings, to be honest. Uh, okay, let me not say that. Yeah, this is different. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think like things like shops, um, A1, A2, A3, B1, so offices, restaurants, financial services, yeah. uh, doctor's surgeries and all of those, they're going to have, they're going to become a new class, um, an yeah. E class, um, so which is commercial business and service. And yeah. then um, there will be a new class, which is class F, and that's going to be things like local community and learning. So that would be schools, community shops, community halls, libraries, places of worship, and all of those will now move to to an F class in terms of um, yeah, in terms of the regs. So I think that 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 all provides some interesting dynamics as well, just within those changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely interesting, and 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 it would if if you have a commercial building, it would definitely work in the fact that you don't you're not restricted to a particular um tenant anymore you can sort of free flow between any of those but i think whilst they've said that personally what i found is any of those uses anyway would have been you you, you can easily get that planning permission from the council um, yeah. from previously so whilst it looks like it's free flow it's yeah it was there pretty much mm-hmm. um it's, it's been it's Thanks. been it's, it's um most councils have struggled with getting any commercial going on on the high street previously so they sort of relaxed their 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 rules as long as certain certain um conditions are met which are things that you would as a landlord um try try to meet in the person in terms of fire escape and the rest of that you would always obviously want all of those things anyway but i think that the high street and commercial um, is struggling at the moment and every day because of the uncertainty i found because we we have a few commercial units available for rent and i found that a lot of people are quite um, are quite um, unsure about starting up a new business or taking a, on on a new lease. Or everyone wants some sort of form of certainty before they go ahead and take the leap. And that that's living in. I mean, we've one of one of our commercial units. We applied um, during the lockdown. We applied for it to be converted to to residential. 
I only got the planning permission was that yesterday. So excited about that because again, I'm looking for a way out of being stuck in a commercial unit that we don't know everyone, every, everything is moved online. Offices are becoming available because everyone is working from home. So there's, there's, there's just a different dynamic. It's just a different um, season that we would see how we pan out. I think we need time. Time, time, time is needed here to let things settle down and everybody knows exactly what the new norm would be. Yeah. I think, so I, think, is, I think the commercial space has been struggling, even not just so, not just down to the pandemic, but there's been a rise of online shopping anyways. Yes, yes. So most, most companies are moving off, most retailers are moving off the high street uh, because there's no real need for it as such. Um, so from a long, from a while now, the commercial spaces have been struggling. So, but I, I also know that, you know, every, every local authority needs to have, they need to have a certain number of commercial units. Then they, they, there's got to be that high street look yeah. um, as well, which is understandable, but as many as can be turned into residential, they, they literally going for it, which is good for, for us because that's you know, people need more places to live than to than to <laughs> than to do business. Um, that's the priority. So that's good. Okay, so Tony, I know you've been talking about commercial, um, and you know, it's quite exciting. It's a big money maker, and a lot of people think that the commercial space is for the big boys and the big girls. Like it's not something that you just get into. It's- I think the best way I'll sort of answer this is to run through numbers of uh, i think i would say it's our smallest commercial conversion till date and i think that was sort of put into perspective for people i i see commercial conversions more of a it's it's more time consuming and it, it definitely more detailed than you just buy in a residential property but it doesn't have to be too expensive so right. this, um, this property we have it's an sx as well in the seaside town of um south end um but this property i think it was when, when, by the time we bought the property, I think it was a light industrial or storage. It was quite confusing what exactly it had been because the previous owner had locked it up for a while. And I'm mean, speaking to neighbors, the, the property had gone through quite a few uses over the years. It had been an office at the time. It had been an air shop. It had been different things. But by the time I bought it, it was just literally locked up. And with the council, we struggled to sort of ex- give an established use um so the property went from i made we thinking we could actually get it under prior approval so having to, to having to get him um, to go for full planning for it but anyway we, we converted it to a three-bedroom house um we bought the property at auction for 106,000. um refurbished it for about 60,000. again it was very small property did the full kitchen we have two bathrooms there, one downstairs, one ground on, on top floor. And, and then we've gone for, well, it's, it, it was three rooms, but the current um, tenant has used it as four rooms because they've converted the front room into a room and then used the back room. We had two reception rooms as the lounge. So it, it's sort of seven as a forum. But I wish I had pictures. It was, it's, oh, sorry, it's a podcast, sorry. It's, um, it's really a small house. Um, so we refurbished it for 60000 Value um, revalued for two hundred and eighty thousand, and so that was obviously um, good in terms of the money. I think that would have been currently the numbers now. I think about another eighty. Yeah, sorry, I'm trying to work it out. Yeah, but I think yeah about hundred hundred and twenty thousand there about um, before tax and 
profits that we got on it. And that was from a property bought for 106,000. I'm sure anyone looking to go into property, you're not going to get many properties around Essex for that amount. So um, definitely whilst um, commercial conversions, is, it seems like a big thing. It's not, you're not, you've seen, it's not many properties you get at that amount. The banks, for example, that I mentioned that we've bought, not, we're, we're not bought at 100,000. That, that was for a, a lot more. But there are some small buildings um, that you can easily convert and um, so you, you can get into this. It's not, it's definitely more detailed. You need to know what you're doing. So make sure it's not something you're just going to come in from, oh, I'd love to be a property investor and then straight away go into commercial fund conversions. You can, but you obviously know what you're getting into. I'd say much better work with someone that's done it before for your first one, but definitely um, something that you can get in even if you've not got big pockets. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah. 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 So basically you can do it. Just need to start small. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know, Dami, you have any other question, but I think we can. Yeah. Um, just, I guess the final question, which is something that we um, now like to ask our guests and that's, um, and I guess people can probably infer from what, from kind of your, your story, but What's property done for you and what's it allowed you to achieve? Property has helped me um, get a more flexible lifestyle, um, make money, <laughs> become a pyjama entrepreneur, as you said um, earlier. <laughs> make, make, make money while I was asleep. But then I think it's gone from just obviously having that flexibility, but actually helped us to make a lot more money than we ever thought was possible um, because now we have able to work for ourselves um, but not only work for ourselves we've now become employers of labor so being able to give back by putting food on other people's table which I, this is something that was was big on my vision but been been helping but I never thought never thought about how I could do it because I was barely even meeting my own needs previously so now I'm able to obviously employ others and help employ families and rest of that. But then also being able to um, invest in others as well, being able to help people do this, it, it's, um, which, which is obviously sharing knowledge, sharing my time. And these are things that are sort of eye on my priority list. And I'm able to sort of leave that dream. I'm able to obviously pass on to my generation, to, to other generations of my children and other others about how you can have, be financially free because financial freedom is one of my, my, my big big wise and and i've been able to achieve that with property and very very thankful for that and looking to obviously do more provide homes make beautiful homes at that to um to 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 the to, to, to less able families so i mean one of the our biggest tenants um tenant um clients uh those on housing benefits and those are tenants that people have a lot, a lot of people run away from but um, we are able to bring beautiful homes to them. And a lot of time people like, um, I had um, the housing officer from the council come to our property, um, um, a, a block we're working on the last week. And she was like, are you doing, you never really get this, you know, you never get this for the set of clientele. And I was like, yeah, there's no reason why they shouldn't. I'm, I, I want to be able to bring hope back to people and believe, make them believe that they, that they are human beings they need to be able to believe more in themselves and be able to get themselves out of that circle because you find a lot of people just find themselves in that circle and just realize this is my lot and that's it. But when somebody's is living in beautiful spaces, they are able to start thinking big and start dreaming more and 
get out there and get a job for themselves and get out of that circle that they might have found themselves in from their parents or whatever it is. So there's been lots and lots I've been able to do with property, which to be honest, I never thought I could do whilst I was on my nine to five. So for me, it's been a win, win, win um, situation. And I'm very thankful for that. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. That's more than a, 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 a what do they call it? A triple whammy. That's, uh, you've ticked off quite a few things there. Amazing. So financial freedom, giving back, empl- uh, you know, giving back to the economy by employing people. And, you know, sometimes I'll, I always feel like when you're able to employ someone, you're actually contributing to their life because behind that person is could be a family, could be, you know, um, just lots of things behind them that, mm. that individuals having to support or or do, and you know they might have families overseas and things like that. And you know, just by you being able to give a job in this economy allows yeah. you know allows them. That's that's really amazing. So well thank done you. to you. Well yeah. done to you. Thank you. Thank you. How can people find you for those that want to know you or get to? to know a bit more how they how they can help you or you can help them what is the best way for people to contact you uh, we're, 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 we're a bit behind with social media but um <laughs> <laughs> my name is toyn ayandare i'm on facebook i'm on instagram i think on instagram i'm where is the icon family um on facebook i'm toyn ayandare um, but Icon Range has got um, Icon Range is our company is, um, is, the, is the group company and we are on Instagram or on Facebook on LinkedIn yeah mm-hmm. and we've got a website www.iconrange.co.uk awesome. yeah awesome we'll put that in the show notes so that um, anyone who wants to get in touch um, can, can find you so once again we just want to say thank you thank you for being our guest and actually you're our first female guest so oh my thank you yes oh. you <laughs> we, want, we, we need more female in property then so come on ladies let's do this let's do this oh the girls I, I'm, I'm meeting a lot of girls these days actually uh, in property which is quite um encouraging for me yeah. but it's the, the gap is still there for sure in fact a guy one of my friends or a friend an old friend said to me he said he, he, in fact <laughs> that was quite funny i was talking to him about property and he said you know what i'm really amazed at what you do you're like a man and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell, I'll tell you what someone said to me when i think one of the first years she was like oh, you know um she's like I, I, I hate to say this to you but said them but the three things you're going to find um, that would be a struggle for you not not that that would be a stumbling block that you need to overcome would be she said there are three things one number one you're young number two well i was young at the time i don't feel young anymore <laughs> you're young you're female and you're black and i'm like what she said you've got three things and well thankfully i think i mean all three things have, have a true to our journey all three things actually yes we have over, we have we have come across problems and people finding it as a, an issue but hey you just it's one of those things that stumbling blocks you you just sort of jump over really uh-huh. <laughs> okay Amazing. thank you so Amazing. much we really appreciate your time um thank you it's been quite good um i know that anyone who's listening or you would definitely have something to take out of this so thank you so much um 
really grateful that you're on our podcast today. Thank you so Have much. I hope week. I've been able to drop a few things. So thank Bye, you for Sally. inviting me. Bye, Sally.